You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Featuring a weekly roundup of tech news and gossip. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down nerd culture, tech news from a black and brown geek perspective. I'm Joe Braswell, and as always, I'm joined by my man Achilles Shine. Yes, sir. We're in the building, man. GNT, another week of great stories you brought to cover, man. How's life? Life folks? is good. Life is good with me. Life is, uh, you know, busy. How yes, about sir. you? It's good, man. Um, we were off, uh, last week, so yep. it's good to be back in on the show. You know what I'm saying? I was on the East Coast last week and I was freezing my buns off, my I'm man. Sure, man. What was, what was the temp back there? It was like about 28. 28. It was pretty cold, man. No, thank cold. you. No, thank you. No, Glad thanks. to be back here in LA. So, Cal, it's, it's, it's a balmy 77 right now. I know, right? Uh, at 11 to 1120. Uh, Alexis, how you doing? I am good. Hey, good. guys. Good, good, good. So, we have a lot to chat about today. Uh, well, let's just jump into it. We're gonna, we're gonna have a little discussion a little later about some, about internet trolling and violence via, via the internet. Talk some video games, a little bit of pop culture. I saw Focus. We're gonna talk about that. Nice. But, um, but first, let's talk about some, some tech stuff. Um, you know, this the big thing of news with my man, um, this kid, CJ Pearson, is in the news. CJ! He's a, tw- <laughs> a 12 year old who, uh, you know, there's a lot of kerfuffle. That word. Wow. Kerfuffle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> brewing uh, two weeks ago where, uh, Mayor Giuliani, ex-Mayor Giuliani, uh, uh, you know, made a couple of outrageous statements about Obama not loving this country. Right. And then proceeded to go on a media tour sort of not backing down from that. Like, like, uh, yeah, I said it tour, which is ridiculous. That's crazy. <laughs> Doubling down on it. And they give me like, you didn't really mean that, did you? Hell yeah, I meant it. Hell yeah. So, he meant uh, it. which is outrageous. Outrageous. Um, but, uh, more importantly, what we're talking about is this kid, the 12 year old kid, uh, black guy, black kid, TJ Pearson posted a video agreeing with Giuliani. Right. You know, a little Facebook blurb saying, you know, <laughs> you've done nothing to defend this country, blah, 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 blah. And Facebook removed his account yeah. for suspicious activity. Yeah. Now, uh, this is dubious. And, uh, you know, what, what, do you, what do you, what do you make of this? I mean, yeah, they deactivated his, his account. Um, some would argue that because of his political views, they're not as liberal as maybe some of the Facebook, uh, overseers. They, they, they axed them off. Or, um, I mean, what, what Facebook is saying is that because he, um, lied about, uh, his age, um, in the user agreement, for Facebook, you have to be at least 13 years old. And mm-hmm. so my man's only 12. And so that's their reason for, for chopping them down. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think, I think legally <laughs> they're protecting themselves because it is in the user agreement. Yeah. But I think it's funny that it is kind of in, it's kind of trampling his first amendment rights. Uh, it, his it freedom is a of speech. Bit. What, what do you think the real, just I mean, what, do you think this is a politically motivated thing or do you think this is something that, something more? Cause I think there's something more back there and they're, and they're, either way they're hiding behind the shield of this bogus sort of, you know, user agreement thing. But like, what do you think the motivation was for them taking him down? Um, I think, I really don't know. I really, I really don't know. I, w- I would theorize that it's it's obvious political reasons. I mean, this video that he posted got over o- almost two million views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like almost a million and a half views. Like one point four mil. That's crazy. Yeah. And so I mean, I think it was galvanizing in in that sense. Like it, it, it went viral. And first of all, the the video is ridiculous. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it. But I, I what did. he's saying is just re- retarded. I can't. Be- I can't believe it. I feel like he's like a, a, a robot, like a yeah. program. Well, this, I think this is the issue, and I, this is we can move on from this. I think that there is, you know, the, the, I'm theorizing the suspicious activity. What they're talking about is the fact that that, that he is sort of being used as a sort of political mouthpiece. Uh, you know, obviously, this is a 12 year old, 12 year old. Uh, you know, there's some question about whether or not those are his thoughts and his formed thoughts or whether or not he's being pushed out there as a young black kid to, to get, <laughs> he's to go viral, pushed. to go viral saying these things. And, uh, it's polarizing because you wouldn't expect that. You wouldn't right. expect the young black kid to be having these type of views and how he sounds like, oh yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just funny. And so I, I definitely agree with you. It's, I think it's definitely some propaganda. It so. is. And I think it's, it's, it's straight out of the Carl Rove, <laughs> not, not to go conspiracy theorists here, but it's straight out of the Carl Rove playbook, you know, to be like, oh, okay, well, we'll fight fire with fire. 
right, we'll get a young, get the future of America, young black, you know, man, young black male telling Obama that he's wrong, I mean, you know, kid, siding with us. Kid, this is this is what we need. The kid in the video, man, he's screaming, saying we need to annihilate, annihilate and destroy the terrorists. And yeah. Obama hates America because he's not going to kill everyone that's involved in ISIS. Yeah. So here's the thing. Dude's 12. Yeah. Like, why are we listening to him? Right. Like, like dude, dude, like, he's, you know, when I was 12 years old, that's I'm going to That's why we're listening to him, because right. he's 12. When I was 12 years old, I'm like, you know, we need to go to space. And, I mean, who knows what I want to say, you know. But anyway, uh, it, it's interesting. Very, yeah. very interesting. Um, uh, um, you know, we'll see. I, I think there's more. I think Facebook knows there's probably more to who's behind him, right. which is why the suspicious activity went down. They're not able to say that yet. Hopefully, more will come out in the story. Well, we, ta- we covered this before. I mean, regardless of that, like it just right. it just speaks a lot about what Facebook can do to silence a community or a sure. group that's being vocal about whatever. Like, I mean, this could be uh, any any story that Facebook could be could say, well, that's suspicious or it's problematic, and right. we're gonna we're gonna silence you, we're gonna deactivate you. Sure, that's the problem. I mean, Facebook's got. Bigger problems in the hands of the, you know, you know, Facebook is being used as a recruiting tool for ISIS. It was okay. used, you know, in the Arab Spring. So, I mean, there's, there's stuff that it's not like, you know, Facebook is worried about some 12 year old talking some nonsense, but whatever. Well, well it's, it's interesting. It's, 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 a, it's another propelling that story further. Yeah. Um, move on to your favorite story, Mars. Mars One. We're going to Mars, apparently. Man. Uh, they, so this is a crazy story. So, uh, we, 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 uh, the, the, the private, this private company said, um, we're going to Mars and we're, we, we're looking for some folks to go. It's a one way trip. Yeah. We're going to fly you out there, have you colonize the joint. And, uh, and then we may or may not come back and, uh, check on you and get you back home. But oh, no, they're no, not coming back. There's no plans for that. Yeah. So, you know, do you want to go up there it, it, and keep a, it popping? It's a ticket to die. Yeah. Um, because with the technology that we have now, when they actually, if they actually land on Mars, they only will have about 68 days to live based on where our technology is now, but maybe right. like 10 years from now, cause we're not going to launch till 2024. So maybe 10 years, 10 years from now, we'll have better technology that can sus- have sustain- sustainability on the planet Mars. But I think it's just interesting. So maybe like, put it out to like 78 days. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe like 10 more days, but it went from 200,000 people that signed up to, I think, believe 6,000 now is down to a hundred. And I think they're trying to get about 20. Four, so uh, four groups of six to go, and they'll send each group every every other two years. So it'll, they'll it's you know they'll continue to I guess modularly build modularly build the colony, um, and I guess if one team is deceased, then another team will come back with I guess better technology or a better plan to try to facilitate facilitate a colony there. So. What do you make? This is insane to me. This is insane. really, yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, frankly, this is, this is how explorers did it back in the day. You exactly. get, you get in a boat and you would go to find the new world and maybe right. you come back, maybe you don't, right. maybe you, you might not, I'll tell you, you might not survive the boat ride. Yeah. There may not be land out there. Yeah. We don't know where we're going, yeah. but if we do get there, you know, it's going to be dope. And once we get there, we don't, we don't know if we're going to survive, Right. but let's go. It's the same so, thing. It's the same yeah. thing. And so, uh, I, I, I get that. But are you surprised that 200,000 people signed up for this joint? To be honest, I would have signed up. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I saw, no, I'm not surprised that 200,000 people signed up because I think people want to have a sense of purpose or a sense of legacy or to be written in the, in the, in the, the books of history. And so if they could say, I, they could say my family was responsible for, you know, right. colonizing Mars or, or the first person on Mars. That says a lot. So. Right. I mean, I, you know, the people are strange. Like one of, one of uh, the ladies was on Larry Wilmore, uh, Pomona's own Larry Wilmore. Uh, and he, um, yeah, she was seemed re- very, very normal, super right. normal. But the thing she was saying, like she has a husband and a kid, and the husband's down. Like, oh yeah, baby, go up. I'll see you later. Right. And like that's, and she they're talking about when they get there. You know, the joke was, what are they gonna do besides have sex? Yeah. You know, and then like, and then what do you? It's it's a it's a crazy. Uh, I, I can't wrap my head around signing up for this. Yeah. Like in that way as a healthy, you know, right. uh, like if you're a terminal or if you're old and that's one thing, but as a healthy, like 30 something. I mean, it's, it has, a, it holds a sense of martyrdom to it because you sure. know that, I mean, there's no guarantees of, of living. Like you're not coming home. You, you're disconnecting yourself from your family if you have right. a family. So, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like it, it takes a certain type of person or yeah, to, to have that type of girth to want to, I guess put themselves in that situation. Are, are we supposed to celebrate these folks or, um, or I mean, like, I, I, or just be like, they, they crazy. Like, you know, which I, is kind of how I feel. I think this story is kind of, it kind of has some propaganda, 
propaganda to it because how they're spending it is like they're, they're building the narrative around they'll, they're not going to come back or right. they might die. And so I think because of that, like, I don't, I don't see the, the genuineness of it. Completely. There's some, some salaciousness to it. Yeah, of course. And then, I mean, I don't know, a few years ago, um, what was it? The Biosphere Project in, in, in um, Arizona where they tried to build a colony on Earth and yeah. it didn't work. Right. So, I mean, I, I don't know if the technology really is really can facilitate life on Mars. I mean, half of the, the missions to Mars with, with some of the some of the uh, the the, air, the some what are, what are these things called the, the, the land rovers the land rovers the land rovers like half of those missions failed so yeah. like like statistically I don't I don't think I don't think it's uh it's high for for humans to colonize it yeah I think it's it's a, it's a story of tragedy to be honest we, we we will soon find out I mean maybe over the next you know seventy years seventy years maybe in our lifetime we'll find yeah. you know the 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 tenth mission of Mars be like we cracked it right um on to um. Uh, a really crazy, you know, story. I mean, you're, you're, you know, this, this is your favorite app. Yeah, this is your your favorite app. Uh, so, so Kim Kardashian, who is no, no stranger to publicity and no stranger to the, the public eye, right. a while ago launched this app. And, and, and when she launched it, uh, people were kind of like rolling their eyes and like, you know, like she has an app, like who cares what's going to happen? Yeah. Well, the app is one of the biggest apps. Around ever, it, yeah. it grosses about seventy four million dollars a year. It's crazy. Well, that's, um, yeah, that's how much she made last year. So yeah, yeah. so that's how she made last year. And off it, the app, it's off amazing. the app alone, it's crazy. Um, and uh, you know, it, you know, I, I know a lot of people. You know, uh, I'll, I'll call some people out. I know some people who, you know, who I know, uh, Lola, Alexis. <laughs> like, um, excuse you, <laughs> none of that. No, uh, no. Does Lola really use it? L- Lola has it. Oh no, <laughs> my friend Julia Clayton has it. Oh no, and I know people who have it and. and, and People who like you know use it all the time and then and spend money, yeah. and yeah. so the thing is seventy four million dollars later. Uh, I, I'm like good for her, and I think Hell people yeah. people Get underestimate Kim and people underestimate the brand of Kim and people like still like to talk all this crap ten years later plus later is about oh she's just this and the sex tape what does she do I tell you what she does she makes money yeah she collects checks she collects checks I mean <laughs> it, it, I think it says a lot I mean okay people are quick to criticize but people are enamored with with the Kardashians they're yep. enamored with celebrity culture and, and lifestyle so to think that this app that you download on your tablet or phone and you're paying for these power ups so that you can play the game faster you're paying actual money so that you can play and that's how she made she netted that seventy four yeah. million the people that are actually paying and not not the ad revenue that that is being incorporated into the app. I just think it says a lot about you know her brand and and the visibility of of what she does in terms of in terms of popular culture. And I think we talked about this maybe a few weeks ago about how celebrities now will begin to integrate. Um, I guess this, uh, this, this Netflix model where you could become a subscriber to yep. follow a celebrity and get exclusive content just for that celebrity. And Kim Kardashian is probably, probably the premier celebrity that can True. make that happen. Because, because her, 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 her um, uh, social media presence, exactly. presence is unprecedented. Her, her mm-hmm. Facebook follow, if you combine her Facebook follower, followers, Twitter followers, and Instagram followers, I mean, she's doing like Super Bowl network numbers. For sure. So, you know, it's like if she gets a third of those people to do anything, pay for anything, she does. I mean, it's amazing. And money in the bank. Money in the bank. So yeah. that, that, that's the model. I mean, you know, she's, we, we talk all the time about social equity and building social mm-hmm. equity and then, and then cashing that in. Well, she's spent the last five years building some tr- tremendous amount of social equity. So, and she's cashing in. Cashing and, 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 and this is just, and this is just the tip the iceberg Kanye's cashing in. in. Kanye's <laughs> cashing in a different way, brother. Oh, I, think, I think what's dope about this app, too, is that um, the, the app developers and creators are trying to expand it to other celebrities. I think they're they're trying to uh, tie down Kate, Katy Perry is the next one. Yeah. So I think, just imagine like a whole pantheon of celebrities with this this game yeah. where you're able to play them. Like in, that's it's, just crazy. It's creating, creating like a billion dollar industry just off this business model. Well, I mean, it, it's just somewhat, it's just such a smart move because people saw games like the, what's that, the Farmville? Is that yeah, the game? Yeah, Farmville. Yeah, like so. So people are like, yeah, after a while, you should create the game, and people roll their eyes. Yeah. And it's like, wow, people are, are really spending a grip of money to, to 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 have a fake farm and it's fake crazy. pigs. Like, you know, what if it was someone they knew, like Kim Kardashian? <laughs> right, That'll right. never work. Right, and then right, cut right. to seventy four million dollars later. Man. So yeah, I mean, and you know, and and um, obviously, you know, Candy Crush and yeah. is still. I mean, there's killing so it. there's so many of them now. Like, right. I think it's dope. I think it's dope. I've got a problem with it. All it's right. a new business. Uh, let's move on. So Akon, um, Akon, Akon, who, uh, who, you know, I'm, 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 you know, musically, I'm always kind of like, come on, cool, dog. come on, dog. 
a cool like fence on Akon. Oh, make it out of here. Yeah, you, 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 Are you, you serious? Huh? Tell me why. <clears throat> why are you cool on Akon? I, I feel like uh, I'm not mad at him, but I'm not like, Akon! What's hey, the new Akon joint? I'm not, I'm not like oh. running for the next Akon joint. He's like... I, I, differ, mean, I differ from you because... Well, I, oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, I, I'm sorry. Let me say like, I feel like he's kind of like, I, he's positioned himself as this, he, as like sort of the new Nate dog. That's, that's, that's why I thought. I know. I know. I know what you're going to say. Bad, and then, bad. And, and then in, the, in, the, in, the, in the wake of your boy T-Pain, I feel like in, in that time, it was like, oh, T-Pain and Akon, they sing hooks. Good for them. And 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 then, you know I'm not mad at them, but I'm not exactly running to the Akon joint now. Hmm. Tell me why I'm wrong. You're and wrong. Then, and then let's tell me what he's doing. He's more of a complete artist. Not only okay. is he a, a artist that's you know up front, but he's a songwriter, he's a producer, okay. and he has he's an A and R. He's responsible for Lady Gaga. Like come sure. on, like he. I mean, not just that. Like he's trying to. He's, he's also a tech guy. No, like, I'm not mad at Akon personally. I'm the, I'm sure he's no, a I'm genius. About, I'm talking about him as an artist. Okay, his ability to be creative. Right. Like it's dope. Like I think he. I mean, he has classic songs. Um. That he's pinned and he's also performed on. Like, I, I can't knock Akon. He sings a mean hook. My Senegalese brother. Senegalese. Thank you very much. So, so speaking of which, uh, he's trying to get back to, to uh, Senegal and, and then do some things in Africa. He's got this project where he wants to, uh, uh, in 2000, well, in, in this year, like, basically light Bring light to Lights. bring light to <laughs> to these villages and places uh, in Africa that that need it most, and it's yeah. a really interesting project. I mean, we talk a lot about water, which is essential. So Absolutely. there's a lot of folks. There's a lot. Of, there's a, you know, there are at least you know dozens of water initiatives uh, in, in in Africa in these areas. Sure. But you know, we're we're talking about basic base level. Um, uh, you need, you know, water, uh, shelter, and electricity. Yeah. So he has his light project. So what's, what's he got? I mean, duh, like you, you, you hit it right on the head. Like you got to think that, I mean, I've lived in Africa for six months mm-hmm. and I, I kind of seen like some of the, some of the highs and lows of West Africa in particular. And that's where Akon wants to bring his services. And so a lot of the French colonized, um, uh, West African countries, uh-huh. and and you see, you know, when I, while I while I was there, there would be times where the lights would just go off, like because there'd be a, a shortage of something. Yeah, or they uh, have well, to re- well, there's no infrastructure. Right. There's no like there is infrastructure, but they just have to reallocate it to somewhere. It's not it's right. not strong infrastructure. That's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. So you got to think like it's very hot in Africa. Like we have solar power, so let's let's bring solar technology to Africa. Sure. And like I mean, I think utilizing. The, the natural sun, being that most of these countries are close to the equator, you have more sun for the course of the day. Like I think that could power a lot of homes. And empowering the homes, you're, you're giving them access to internet. You're giving them access sure. to information. So I think it's so many applicable applicable things that can assist the the, the quality of life. Um, if if people have access to, to to the basics, electricity. So yeah, I think he's smart. I think it's innovative. I think he. Seeing the, the 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 signs of the time and how Africa needs to develop and really improve on the infrastructure, so yeah. I applaud him. I applaud him for. I, I applaud him too. I, I think that, like you know, we talk a lot about celebrities, you know, getting involved in doing things and, and causes. I mean, this is this is this is one guy who you know, who, you know obviously Senegalese comes from there, uh, who who's really going to bring like uh, electricity to a million you know, West Africans yeah. is that's incredible. So yeah. as one guy to say, hey, I'm going to bring light to a million people and then keep it moving. For sure. Like, so that, I think that's fantastic. And I, I, and I, and I, and that's my last uh, point about why I'm in favor of Akon, because I think from day one, he's always been a proponent of Africa mm-hmm. and, um, and and the improvement of Africa. And mm-hmm. so I think using his celebrity status and just his, his financial status, he's able to make these moves. And I, I applaud him for that because it's not too... There's not too many of us that are visible doing that as it relates to our relations with Africa. And so right. I think that's dope. Yeah, well, okay. So just you know. <laughs> don't, don't, don't minimize it. <laughs> no, 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 it's great. Well, all right. It's great. No, I'm not going to say anything. Um, <laughs> this, this shocked me, and this is something I feel like that we should know. I mean, this is just a, a blurb. I just want to just mention it. Uh, why does this really great story about air traffic control? Like every, like, it feels like every two years is, is a giant think piece on air traffic control, which yeah. in general is sort of a, a really – Strange world that we don't know a lot about. We just sort of take it for granted. Right. Like these air traffic controllers, they sit there, uh, they, they have to stay awake, they have to stay alert, they're, they're like looking at screens, you know, making sure that all our airways are safe. Right. Um, and they do a fantastic job of it. It's a really amazing thing they do. Um, Pushing Tin's a really good movie about that, if you've seen that movie. Uh, but, 
they're talking about the tech, the tech involved. The tech is 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 archaic. It's older than yeah. me, you yeah. know. I mean, which which is old. So we're talking about tech that, like, and one, one person said, it's like uh, a speaking spell is more advanced tech than uh, you stupid. know. I didn't know if Alexis, Alexis, you know what a speaking spell is? Sadly <laughs> enough, no. Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> speaking spell was a hot toy back in you know back in the eighties. But um, anyway, yeah. So. E.T. used it to phone home, by the way. In case, in case oh, you okay. Yeah, that thing. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so but the, the the technology is is archaic, but because they're still using it to bring these planes in and out, and so there's this initiative to sort of uh, you know modernize mm-hmm. the these air traffic control. Like, because look, they're saying how. Everyone in your plane with mm-hmm. your phone has GPS better has better technology than it's used Man, to guide the plane. That's stupid. So, I mean, what, what, what do you, what do you think? I mean, I think it's, I think it's, it's incredible that we are in 2015 and we're still using technology from the 70s. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, it really, I think the conversation is more about uh, infrastructure when it relates to things that are government regulated because we talk about when regulators come in, it slows down innovation and you need innovation to propel, you know, new ways of thinking, new ways of act- activity. And so I think, I mean, something as simple as flying from LA to New York or wherever, like, I think there's a t- statistic that says that in any given moment in the United States, there are 7,000 planes in the air. So how come we don't have the infrastructure to better facilitate that and better communicate with, you know, the controllers that are, that are positioned? throughout the country yeah and so i mean yeah i think i think we're in the time where we'll see like the deregulation of stuff so that we can have more of a of a proponents of technology slippery slope you think so well i mean it, it, i mean this is more of a discussion point but like it's a slippery slope we talk about the de- you know, deregulation of not versus non-deregulation this is this is also a very partisan debate you know yeah. and some people on one side of the house they're like deregulate everything privatize everything let the right. company sort it out right. and other people are like like uh, I, I want the government to right. to to watch my food to, to, i want yeah, the yeah. fda i want the fcc so um you know, I don't know. So, I mean, look, but at the same time, the FCC, gigantic bureaucracy yeah. that clearly can't get their ish together for 40 years. So, you know, what, what what's the answer? I think it, it's really fixing the system right. rather than getting away with get, get, doing away with the system. Right. I like the idea that there's some accountability. I don't want, you know, uh, Dick Cheney and Halliburton or, or, or the Koch brothers you know, uh, making, you know, in, in charge of my airplanes. Only, of course. You know, um, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not arguing for complete deregulation. I'm arguing for maybe a little less regulation. Right. And so, I mean, I, and I think, I think that will be enough to, um, showcase the new technology that we have, that we have available. And I think the government, um, I don't know what company it was, was it Boeing or, or I forgot which company it was uh-huh. a major company that they, they, uh, they hired to, pretty much provide this infrastructure and it's taken over i think they started this project in like 2000 and the project's still not completed yeah so and they're saying it won't be won't be completed or implemented until like 2020 yeah so a 20-year project to do this and i think i think a private company could do it way faster yeah you i mean and you're right so that's and that and that's where there's there's some there's some there's some um Balance there. Maybe if the, the government says, "Okay, we're going to hire you, Company X." Right. You know, we're going to hire uh, Elon Musk right. or Tim Cook right. to figure this out, or or Bill Gates or something, you know, or someone, you know, to figure this out. That that's that's one thing. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on. Um, uh, buried the lead a little bit on this one, but uh, net neutrality, yay, passed. So uh, <laughs> I mean, that, not 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 much to say on this. I just still am just just baffled by. Uh, the, the, these, these speeches on Capitol Hill from these, like, old crusty politicians saying things. I, I saw one the other day, like, well, you know, if you want to make cat videos, like, you know, cat videos, the same priority as, you know, uh, getting, you know, emergency services, then go for it. It's like, that's how <laughs> this is about. Man, that was a pretty awesome voice, man. That, that's my old white guy on Capitol Hill voice. Uh, you know, it, it, this is a good thing, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, so, well, I mean, yeah, it's a good thing, I believe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, do. there are some things that are probably, probably need to be ironed out further that could be problematic in the future as, <clears throat> as we become more dependent right. on the internet. Sure. But I think, I think, yeah, I, I would rather have, uh, I would rather give the power to content, um, creators versus, um, internet service providers. So, sure. and that's what the whole argument is about. And I, I, I think internet should be free and accessible to everyone and it shouldn't be a dip or dive in your, in your speed. And I think everyone should have the ability to have access to to cats or access to whatever it is they they want. Yeah. So okay, cool. Um, and and then last but not least on the tech side, before we go into pop culture stuff, um, Google has spent some money to pro, to purchase the .app domain. Um, 
Now, this is something that people aren't using yet, but you know, with the proliferation of all these apps and when, and who knows where the app world is going, the, the Google is really anticipating that, you know, that this will be the next sort of hot domain name. So they, they, they plunked down a cool 25 million, which is a drop in the bucket. Yeah, it's a little, like, ch- little change. And that is in the couch cushion yeah. of Google's <laughs> like, uh, break room. Yeah. <laughs> but so, uh, you know, yeah, that, that, that happened. I mean, any, 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 any thoughts on that? I mean, I, I, as we always talk about Google trying to, um, think future, think ahead. Yeah. I think, um, they rather, they rather fail than to fail to dream big. And so I think they're thinking like, like you said, I mean, because we are seeing such a influx of app developers and, and, and just content on apps, we're going to see people like me and you creating our own apps eventually. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Google will provide that for us. Yeah. Like you can get a Gmail account or whatever, email account. Now you can get an app app account. Right. I, I foresee that. Yeah. And so they will have that's the, us. they will have the, the rights to that, which is pretty amazing. So their ROI, the return on investment, maybe 10 yeah. years from now is going to be huge. I agree. Um, all right. So let's shift gears, get, get into pop culture stuff. Uh, uh, had a sad passing. Uh, no, Leonard uh, Nimoy. Yeah, my man Leonard Nimoy passed away. Doctor Spock. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, my mom's a big Trekkie, uh, yeah. Trekker. Uh, I grew up with Star Trek. I think Leonard Nimoy was was fantastic. He For sure. just just really, you know, he he, he, he the character Doctor Spock on the page, Mister Spock, I should say, uh, on the page was was pretty sparse. And he actually brought a lot of what Spock is to this character. It's a lot of Leonard Nimoy infused in this right, character, which right. is why he's so closely identified right. with this character. And it's one of those things where he, you know, was 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 Spock for for over fifty years. It's crazy. So uh, he struggled, you know, back and forth to like how much does he want to be Spock? He's trying to sometimes he's trying not to be Spock. Right. And then he is Spock, but ultimately ended up embracing it and doing a bunch of movies yeah. and even even the latest J.J. Abrams movie. I think he ended up in a good place with Spock and his legacy. And and, yeah, um, uh, I, I think you know he, he's he's amazing at it. And w- one thing I want to bring up as this relates to uh, our show in general, as opposed to as, as in addition to just he's Mr. Spock, is there was this cool thing on Code Switch uh, NPR blog Code Switch about recounting this um, this article he uh, uh, Leonard Nimoy wrote to a biracial girl mm-hmm. in 1968 who wrote in. Um, basically talking about sort of saying like, you know, Hey, you know, uh, Mr. Spock, I'm, I'm a half breed. I guess that, you know, I won't, you know, I won't have a good life, you know, and right. da, 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 da. And he wrote this big, long response to her yeah. as Spock sort of talking about the difficulties of being half human, half Vulcan and talking about what, what he can do to help her. For sure. And it was amazing. I yeah. thought. I mean, I thought so too. I mean, you saw parallels in his actual character of playing Spock to even his own life being that he, um, is classified as a minority as well. And so having to deal with, um, power establishment, um, not validating or having to deal with, you know, just the, the, the racialized or polarized environment of the 1960s, 70s, and even up until now, I feel like, uh, a lot of people could relate to the, the character spot because of that, because he wasn't a part of one group or he wasn't, he wasn't embraced by the, the main group. And so it's, it's kind of like always a fight to, to be integrated into that or to be, yeah. And so I, I think that because of that, embracing his own culture, um, as a Vulcan, like you can see how a lot of people of color can do the same. Sure. And so they, they see, they, they can, they can see the value of that, um, in, in the character. And I think that's the power of art and film. And that's why I want to ask you, like, do you see him as a pioneer? Um, as someone that kind of like is the poster, poster boy for that? Like in, in those times, like, I mean, those are your times. So I really can't relate to, My you know times. what I'm saying? <laughs> My times. I knew he was going to say that. Uh, I knew so it. I'm just saying, Star Trek I'm came on the saying. air in 1968, brother. I was not you were born like 13. yet. <laughs> oh, oh uh, or 67 or 68, or maybe earlier than 66. But anyway, uh, only lasted three years. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, look, I mean, we, we, it, 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 1968 was a really, you know, uh, uh, you know, transformative time in our history when it comes to civil rights and race relations and other stuff. And not a lot of people, there were some people who were really vocal and speaking out, but it took a lot from the speak out in character and reach out 
uh, and then continue to sort of carry that towards through. Star Trek in general was very progressive. I because mean, you know, diverse cast. The, I mean, right. diverse cast. The, you know, the idea of the Gene Roddenberry's view of the future. Right. You know, you have an, you know an Asian American in, in, in Sulu. You have African American in in, in in Uhura. You have you know a, a Scotsman. You know, you and have not just that, a, a woman, Russian and a woman. And a woman, yeah. and a woman, and, you know, and then, you know, Spock was always getting down with some green, some green folks, uh, <laughs> you know, as well. But, but, and, and also, you know, look, Star Trek had the first interracial, the first interracial kiss right. on television was, right. on, was on Star Trek when Kirk kissed Uhura. Yeah. So that, that, you know, that, that happened. And, uh, so Star, Star Trek was always progressive. The cast was always progressive and, and Leonard Nimoy, you know, sort of, you know, in, in, embodied that and then carried that tradition through for the sure. last 50 years. Absolutely. So, you know, so RIP, um, uh, Spock, you know, uh, L L A P. <laughs> Live long and prosper, brother. Live long. And hey, prosper. man, I, right. definitely an iconic face figure, and uh, and yeah, just, just cornerstone in terms of popular culture, man. Yep. Pretty, pretty sad. Uh, yeah. X Machinima. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about this. I'm really excited about this. Uh, the trailer looks amazing. It looks like it's 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 it, it's everything that we talk about in terms of AI right. and don't all hate the, me all the questions we <laughs> don't hate me. Oh, here we go. I, I don't like it. <laughs> What's wrong? What's wrong? I, I don't know. I think that um, it's I don't know. I feel like it's I feel like cinematically it's going to be really really good, but I feel like no one's going to watch it because it's probably going to be really lame. Mm. Man, mm. That, 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 I kind of disagree. I disagree. Yeah, a lot of people disagree with me. I personally just, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, like I said, cinematically, I think it's going to be really beautiful and really good. The pacing's going to be awesome, but I, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be one of those, like, it's too smart movies and people are not going to get it and they're going to think it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I'm, I'm on the fence about okay. seeing it and spending money on it. I, I like the fact that it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a British, British movie that, that, that's here. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I, I disagree. I'm very excited that the, the tech and the effects look Amazing, and it has and my boy Oscar Isaacs, who I'm a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, he was great. I just saw him in Most Violent Year, and he was amazing in that. And obviously, inside Llewellyn Davis and some other stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm really, I don't know, Sam, I'm just really excited about it. So we'll see. So I want to ask you in yeah. terms of this movie, kind of uh, really vocalizing, you know, AI technology, artificial intelligence, and we are moving closer to what uh, futurists say will be the. The, the, the point of singularity where we create a being that is smarter or has the potential to be autonomous to recreate itself so that we see we're starting to see like more of this in TV and, and film mm-hmm. like how, how do you feel like and I think this is really what the movie is about like this this AI you know learning learning how to become human and then right. being out, outsmarting our humanness right so like how do you see that as being kind of like a, a topic of discussion socially like do you think this this movie is is, is kind of like propelling that discussion I mean it's it, it's it's art imitating life and life imitating art sort of situation yeah, I mean I this is have said it better yeah this is the this is the you know this is the Watson personified this is also the fantasy you know the first place that men go or like like when can we have sex with her you know <laughs> you know like that's the first thing we do like we can have sex with Watson Damn. like <laughs> Like that's the first place that wow. you know dudes go. I mean, I don't want to have sex with Watson, man. You know? um, but you know, well, man, maybe it just seems smart. But like, uh, <laughs> but no, I, you know, I, I don't, you know. And so I think, yeah, I think this is propels that discussion and really, uh, it's doing a good job, sort of like it's, but it's also playing up the sexuality piece. As right. you, if you see mm-hmm. on the trailer, so I, I'm really excited about it. We, we can talk about it. But something I did see, I want to move on because I did see. Uh, focus. Did you see Focus? Uh, man, I, I'm not, no. So this sort of ends our, we talked about our, our February predictions of our movies will be, you know, what movies will be good. Uh, will this thing suck? Yeah, will this suck? Yeah. Uh, most of them sucked. Uh, Hot Tub Time Machine, you know. No, Kingsman rocks. Uh, King, King, Kingsman was good. Wow. Uh, King, we, we already talked about that. I know we did. Know. We did. So okay. King, but, they were all, they were all on the list. That's what I was to yeah. the, uh, Oh, how we yeah. did on the list, I think that we got like two movies that were okay and the rest actually sucked. Uh, this I liked a lot. I, I, I did like really? this movie. Um, you saw it, Alexis? I didn't because okay. I, I, I really want to see it because I love Will Smith. He's always been one of my favorite actors. But I haven't had like the the urge to go see it really badly because I feel like his past few movies haven't really been the on. Tanked, right? Yeah, no, like this... After Earth was pretty bad, and I spent money on that, and that makes me really. So upset. did Keely. I did. <laughs> I, I did. I claim it. I yeah. support my brother Will Smith. Yeah, I uh, mean, I'm gonna watch it this weekend. I just. I, I haven't heard anything great about it yet. Look, it's it's good, and, and it's not it's not you know it's exactly where it should be in February. It's it's kind of a small movie. Yeah, it's just a con movie, and it's a and but a couple things that they love. It's definitely 
way more style than substance. Hmm. Uh, Will Smith is fantastic in it. Good. Uh, you know, Margot Robbie is, is beautiful. She's like okay in it, but she's you know, gorgeous. Uh, I mean, <laughs> um, but you know, who, who cares? Because yeah, she's gorgeous. She's but like, gorgeous. <laughs> but then the chemistry is there. But the thing is, um, as far as con movies go, you know, that, you know, without putting spoilers, the, the, the two main centralized cons are kind of like, Eh, for me, like that, that's not really the, the movie. The movie's more about like the, the beautiful locations and locales and kind of the sexy feel. Kind of harkens back to like a Soderbergh, Soderbergh movie, like uh, Out of Sight or oh, okay. you know a, a couple okay. a couple scenes in uh, Ocean's the first Ocean's movie. Right. Very very it's lit warmly and Will Smith is spectacular in this movie. He's he's, he's it's all him being him personality wise. So okay. he carries the movie. Um, well, I, I heard that. <clears throat> I don't know. I heard that. I heard the opposite. That that the psychological aspects of the of the movie was was what was most impressive. Aside from like the love story yeah. elements, mm-hmm. but like the psychology of of setting up the con and executing the con was pretty sophisticated. Do you, you don't agree? I don't agree. I, th- I think that like, like, like he gets into a lot. He, there's a couple of moments where he gets into like you know, listen, here's what this is about. There's a lot of like, here's here's what cons about. Here's here's what the big con is, and here's here's how you pickpocket someone. La la la. And there's a lot of exposition and cool stuff on that, but it doesn't really do a deep dive into it. It kind of just mm-hmm. leaves okay. it out there. The movie's more about watching these two on the screen and watching them walk around dressed good in these great locations. And so, but, uh, you know, it, it's like it's, it's, it's low on substance, but I think the, the two guys who made this are, are, are great. I can't remember the names, but they're, they're, you know, they, I think they did a great job. I think Will Smith is great, and it's a lot of fun. Hmm. It's just fun. So. so, is it a wreck? Is it a wreck to see in the theater, or is it a wait? It is. It's, 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 it's a teeter knock. I, I saw, I saw it first day. I would say go see it. But, you know, uh, while there's nothing else to see, I mean, you know, you know, well, Chappie I mean, opens today. But Yeah, I was you know. going to say, I was like, the only thing that I'm looking forward to is probably Chappie. Yeah. But, um, Reviews aren't good, but we'll see. Yeah, I know. I D- mean, didn't stop me in, sept- in February, so exactly. why stop now? Yeah, so, so. Another question for you guys. Yeah. Like, do, you, do you feel that uh, Will Smith's acting power, visibility, um, it, it power is still as it was maybe 10 years ago? Or do you think he's definitely declined and this, this people's uh, affinity towards him has kind of drifted off? Um, go ahead, go ahead, Alexis. Uh, I feel like the respect will always be there for him, but I feel like he hasn't been in enough movies. Like, I think the only movie that I can bring up right now off the top of my head that, like, that his acting literally just, uh, blew me, you know, aback would be probably Pursuit of Happiness is one. No, Ali? Ali's, that was, my next one was Ali, and then, um, I'm trying to remember, like, uh, what was it, like, Seven Pounds wasn't that good? Was that, was that the other one that he was in? Yeah. Something like that? It's terrible. After it's a Earth. Horrible movie. Yeah, horrible. After Earth was there. It, it just, it feels like, it, it's not, I, I can't tell if it's the direction, like, the director's direction of, like, how he's supposed to act in these movies, or, I don't know, I feel like that he can do so much better. There, than than this. Like, Independence Day was just, it's timeless. Right. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, I feel like, it's there, but I feel like someone's not telling him how he's supposed to. There, there's no direction, hmm. personally. Uh, you know, I, I, there's a great piece in Grantland about so the the high, the the, the um, highs and lows um, of of Will Smith's career. You know, from from you know musically and film wise, and they talk about Wild Wild West, and they go yeah. up to '94, and they go back down to Seven Pounds and After Earth. I look, I think that Will Smith's a star. His 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 his, his wattage is high. Um, you know, I think that he, you know, tried got tried some things, but now he's he's riding the ship as, um, as uh, as did Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise went on this yeah. thing for a minute, but now what Will Smith? You look at his slate that he has coming up. He's very much like doing movies like Focus, which is a small movie. Then he's doing Bad Boys Three. He's doing, you mm-hmm. know, Independence Day Two. He's doing like uh, he's playing Deadshot in the big Suicide Squad yeah. film. Along, you know, so in the big tentpole. Uh, uh, DC Universe film. So he's going to do those big films. He's also going to go back and do those other things. So, Will, it's great. The one thing that they do mention in this article is, and, and I mentioned on a podcast as well, is the, the thing with Will is, Will is, he's such a force of nature. It's hard to find that person that it can play opposite Will. Right. Like, that's it's, also it's, true. It, so he that. always, that's why I am legend. He's by himself. He got the dog. Like, I mean, like, it's Will, he's such a force. I mean, Martin Lawrence was good. Um, you know, it's, so it's hard to find that person Kevin, that can. Kevin James and Hitch was also very yeah, good. Yeah, it's good, you know, and, and, you know, but it's also fun to have, you know, to have that, have that person. So that, that's, you know, um, and so in this movie, I mean, you know, she's great, but she doesn't really, you know, she can't really hang she's with Will. Candy. 
yeah, she can't really hang with him, so and it's very evident. So that's mm. that's okay. uh, interesting. Um, but one thing I will say, which they, this article did point out, is that Will does get down in this movie. He does. There's some sex, okay. and he's only had sex in like three movies. So there it is. You know? Wait a minute. What was, last, what was the last movie? He <laughs> I like to see Will get down. I mean, wait, you know, wait. not When was, was the last time that Will Smith got laid in a movie? It, uh, I would say probably Ali. With uh, Jada, that's right. That's yeah. Okay, that's true. His wife, I know, right? You know, like so, you know. <laughs> I uh, forgot about that because yeah, I'm not used to seeing Will Smith wait, wait, having sex. I scenes. thought seven pounds. I thought seven pounds. He he got with a uh, he got he got with um. Oh, maybe he Rosario. Rosario. Yeah. Was there a love okay. scene in that? I can't remember. I can't remember. Like, was it a gra- graphic? No, but was it actually, yeah. was it just like... Oh, like... Like... like they like, Yeah, they, like, they start to move closer and they fade to black and they wake up it, in the sheets. It might have been something you know? like that. <laughs> like, that okay. doesn't count. That doesn't count. So, um... Oh, well, alrighty then. Anyway, that's that. All right. Um, so, m- moving on. I want to just ask you, Alexis, really quickly about um, just one video game. Um, yes. the The Order... Uh, I, I'm, I was really, I, and I'm not a PlayStation dude. I'm on record as being a uh, Xbox, Xbox guy, but Xbox you know, every now and then, every year, PlayStation drops something that makes me feel like maybe I need to buy a PlayStation. And this is it. I, just, I really love this sort of steampunk meets, uh, you know, I don't know what, you know. Uh, it's, it's literally that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what? Do, what t- tell me about this game, and have you played it? And what do I need to know? And okay, do I need to buy so a PlayStation? I haven't played it. Um, yet, so okay. I'm going to be. I've been reading reviews, which I'm I'm going to bring up because I don't I don't know it right off the top of my head. But um, the Order eight, 1886. It's pretty much from what I've seen from gameplay is that it's very. Um, if you take like Mass Effect kind of gameplay, yeah, and made it steampunk. Like that's that's how okay. I that's how I see it. I don't know how a lot of fans will see it later, but apparently it's been not doing so hot oh. here and there. Um, a lot of people are saying that it's it's short. The story doesn't make sense. Like a lot of people can get through it in like four hours. Uh. Wow. Like it's it's a hit or miss. Like some people are like, oh, it's really pretty. Like the graphics are fantastic, but they just the story doesn't make any sense. Like this is I'm reading it from uh, Gamespot, which is where I usually get most of my video game uh-huh. news, and they said that it's selling well. It's just generally that all the reviews are pretty poor. Uh. It's so difficult these days because now these you know these budgets they have they, exactly. you know, they have hundred million two hundred million dollar budgets for these video games now they have movie they have big big movie budgets because they'll make you know a billion dollars so you, can, you can spend that much but it's really difficult to now you spend you know it's yeah, two it's parts. 60, it's a sixty dollar game and you're only playing like I said like a five hours tops maybe yeah. nine. That's and no I, good. That is no good. Yeah that's not it's not a long enough time to be Paying sixty seventy dollars for it. Well, the issue is, you know, with these games, you have like two components, right? You have the, you have the story and the gameplay. So you can spend mm-hmm. a lot of money and make this beautiful, like beautifully crafted world mm-hmm. and story and make this movie. I like, I'd watch this movie. I'd watch this TV show. Yeah. Just based on this, if this was saying this is a movie, I'm watching it. Hmm. This is a TV show, I'm watching. It's based on well, the poster alone. But if it's a video game, I'm going to play it. So I think they've done a good job in creating the world. Yeah. Do you so know about the story though? Like what it's about? No, I have no idea. So the story kicks no off clue. with. Um, I'm, I'm reading it off of here because. I, I did know it at, to a point, but I don't know it completely. Yeah. So it says, um, the story kicks off with the heroes trying to track down Jack the Ripper in this interesting retelling of the British history. Okay. So I th- when I heard that, I was like, oh, this is going to be an awesome game. Uh, it also seems the retelling could have been a longer. Uh, it could have been longer for this very reason, because playing, you know, trying to find the, like these cops or these um, parliament people who are trying to, to capture Jack the Ripper... The fact that it's in an alternate universe, the the story literally feels like it's been thrown together uh, and cut yeah. short. So that's why a lot of people are complaining about it. Right. They, so they, they, they want more. It. They probably yeah. well, they probably rush to get it out. Well, that's yeah, what I'm exactly. saying. Like you have the story, you create this world, you create the story, and then you have to have the gameplay. Exactly. Because sometimes yeah, you know, I play games that the gameplay is amazing, but the story mm-hmm. is like this don't make no sense. But who cares? Exactly. You know? But I mean, like I said, the the sales numbers though solid, absolutely okay. solid. But a lot of people after they buy it, they kind of regret it. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll, look, I'll be looking at that for mm-hmm. that. So no, 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 no PlayStation for you, buddy. No, yeah. I'm not buying it. On no, that not yet. worth it. Um, okay. it. Like I said, like right now, I'm playing, which we'll get more into next week because I want to do a full review after I've sure. played fully through the the Game of Thrones uh, came out two weeks ago, okay, um, cool. which nice. is from Telltale Games. Uh, that's pretty much just they did The Walking Dead and a few other things. Yep. Um, this console. Uh, I think for all of them, I believe, okay. but most I have it for PlayStation Four because I just I just okay. bought one with The Last of Us remastered. Okay. Um, Wait, is The Last of Us any good? Yes. Oh dear that's, God, yes. Please. That, that's buy another it. like cinematic. That's is that the one it, with Ellen Page and, and Willem Dafoe? No, no, no. It looks like Ellen Page, but it's not Ellen Page. Okay. So there's a long history about it. I'm not going to get into it. All right. It, well, but, okay, but I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. That one's definitely a story that literally 
graphics wise, worldwide, uh, world wise, and universe wise, it's very good. Gameplay is also very good, and the remaster version is gorgeous, that's absolutely dope. gorgeous. All right, shoot. so that's a game I would rather you play than the Order. Right. <laughs> and I'm playing Dragon Age Inquisition, and it is absolutely fantastic. People love that game. I'm I just love not, that game. I'm not. I'm not. No, it, it's an RPG. If you don't like RPGs, don't yeah. play it. <laughs> I mean, my RPG days might be over. So yeah. from but, definitely, but definitely Last of Us is really good. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm old school Dungeons and Dragons. Have, have the folder folded up in front of me, rolling the eight-sided, uh, 50-sided die. 12-sided like that's die. Whatever. <laughs> whatever the die is. I'm rolling that. The Dungeon Master style. That's my RPG. Anyway. I'm yeah, old. I get it. All right. So um, the, let's spend like, we're, we're, we're running short on time here. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to spend a couple minutes on this um you know, we want to have a larger discussion on this, but I think we're running short on time. But I want to talk about, uh, we'll talk about sort of like internet trolling and violence via the internet and sort of, you know, there's a story about this teen, the yeah, shooting over Facebook this. feud. Um, you know, basically a bunch of teens like, you know, were, uh, trying to sell this lo- lo- long, long time beef and they decided to meet each other up to, to, to get down and it ended badly. Tasers came out, guns came out and, you know, and, and it, it, it's being labeled as a sort of Facebook cause feud, which I don't think that's the case. I mean, that was happening when I was in, in, in high school. There was big talk, pre-internet, pre-pagers, pre-everything. Yeah. Yeah. There was big like, talks about whatever, yeah. and then people meet up at the high school, and there's a big bra on the quad. Like that, That's been happening for a long time. So. Yeah. Of course. But, um, but there's something to the whole, uh, the, the internet trolling, the comment sections in particular, like the, 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 the anonymity of people, the tr- troll culture. I mean, you're online a lot, Kelly. Do you what, do you, do, you, do you experience any of the troll situation? How, how do you, do how I you conceive experience that? it directly? Is what? Yeah. Have you been trolled? Have um, you been like? I have. Yeah, I have. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't pay it any any attention. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a part of putting your information out for the world to see. People are gonna people have the right to comment and, and right. yep. express and give their opinion, and you have the right to you know respond or not. And so, I mean, I, I think that. Some of the stuff is really bad for someone that's insecure or maybe someone that, you know, has, I don't know. Is going through a lot at the time. It, it could it could do damage. Sure, um, yeah. but I don't think that there should be an enforceable element put in place to prevent people from saying what they want to say. Because it's they, just going to get worse. Exactly, it's going to get worse. I mean, you just have to accept that. If you want to be online and put your put your life online, then you have you know you have to accept the fact that some people are going to just say some really mean things. To yeah, you. for sure. So, I mean, like I do I do a lot of podcast stuff from this one and After Buzz and other and other spots mm-hmm. and uh, you know and and, and I. We put a lot of stuff up on Grantland and some, some places where we do have a lot of comments. So I've read a lot of comment sections. And the thing about comment sections it, se- sections are you just got people all will tell you, don't read them, don't read them, don't read them. But I'll literally read, you know, a hundred Joe Braswell, you're the best, you're amazing. And then I'll read one like, Joe's a buster. And I'll be like, <laughs> what? Right, How old right, right. You know, yeah, no, that's something I would say. Hey, <laughs> sorry, they, would, they wouldn't say that, but know, but I'm yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's really, it's really, it's really difficult. And so uh, I don't, I have, a, I have a hard time with it in general. But you said you've been trolled, Lexus. No, so. I mean I've gotten, I've gotten death threats before. Wow. Yeah, like um, before when I was uh, defending. I think I was defending a Justin Bieber thing at one point. It wasn't like a big deal. It was more just like, uh, he's making money, who gives? That's like, I think right. that was literally my comment. And I had like thousands of people going, oh, you're a Justin Bieber lover. You suck his this. And oh, you, you know, you deserve to die. And I was like, whoa, wow. yeah. whoa, it is not that serious. It's it Justin freaking Bieber. But yeah, and I'm on the same boat. I get, you know, I'm, I do After Buzz as well. And I, I've done a few podcasts. I vlog here and there because I do have fans that like tell me, you know, nice things and they want to know, you know, about my life. But I know. If I put anything up on the internet, I'm yeah. going to have somebody who's going to say something. Yeah. So I feel like trying to have some sort of technology to like get rid of the trolls is just going to make things worse, and they're just going to figure, yeah, out figure something way. else yeah. out. And I feel like the only time I feel like they need to do that is for people who are seriously actually going through with their threats. That's the only time where I feel like they should look I think into that, it. That's the, the the thing that's a fine line because yeah. people can hide behind you know you know false personalities online, exactly. and if they make those type of threats, like you really don't. Don't know if they're serious or not. Yeah, like, it's tough, you know. It, so it's a fine line. Yeah, uh, there's an amazing uh, podcast. Well, uh, we uh, just uh, like uh, about engaging. Tro- I mean, well, how do you guys feel about engaging these trolls? Because you know, for that reason, I mean, you personally, because um, you know, this is something that Mark Marin has talked about. He, he's he's actually done or did it in one of his shows where he found a guy and went to found the guy. But there's an amazing podcast of This American Life from about three weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, about trolling, and it tells a story 
of uh, I can't forget my girl's name, but she writes for Jezebel.com and she, how she uh, responded back to to a troll. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was it was a crazy story about like how she, you know, she's very outspoken about you know uh, there was a whole time when when uh, rape jokes were big and she was you know she was mm-hmm. responding about rape jokes to comedians and and then uh, she's also outspoken. She's heavy. She's a little heavy, and so she gets trolled all the time and you know tell told horrible, horrible things about, yeah. you know, whatever. But this one guy in particular, uh, her dad just pa- passed away. Yeah. Found out her mm-hmm. dad had passed away. Uh, made a troll, made a, a Twitter account and a Gmail name in her dad's name. Uh, oh, saying that, God. like, you know, her dad is, if it's the death like, like, Paul Thomas, Paul Thomas Dunzo. Like, and then started trolling her from this account. Yeah. And it, effed, it messed her up and she wrote about it. She wrote right. about it and the dude apologized. So yeah, on, this, on this episode, she calls him and talks him through this whole thing. It was, it's fascinating. Right. You know, like, yeah. and he and he just talks about how you know it's anonymous world, blah blah blah. It, was, it, it ended up being a happy ending in that respect. Yeah, because he saw how 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 stupid his actions were, right. exactly. and how insensitive he right. was, and like morally or like spiritually, like he he started to see like, oh, I'm I'm doing bad, like yeah. I'm yeah. I'm causing injury to someone I don't even know, and why am I doing this? Because right. I'm hurting inside about something. Exactly. You know, I'm not exactly. That's amazing. So. That's amazing. I mean, and not radio. every troll is on that same boat of like, oh, I just don't get enough attention at home or whatever you want to put into their own personal life. Some of them just love to get a rise out of people, which is like I said, like, I'm not saying that we should go through every single comment and death threat or whatever, but I feel like if you miss that one, it could be a problem also in in the future because I've, I've known some people uh, personally, who uh, who committed suicide because of bullying and trolling, oh, yeah. and it's terrible. It's very terrible. So you know, I feel like there should be there should be that fine line of like maybe we should look into it because we don't want to have this problem eventually. But at the same time, I feel like we shouldn't take every single troll's word for it, which is why I like the campaign of like do not feed the trolls or when right. you're on the internet. And I, I just want to posit that. I mean, we gotta, we can't, we can't invest so, so much into yeah. social media and technology exactly. that we, we don't have a sense of, of self worth, sense of self confidence that we mm-hmm. can let someone that may, maybe across the world say something that's insensitive and disrespectful, like really rattle our cage. Exactly. I think we have to keep it in context and perspective and yeah, just have a, have a, have a sense of self and, and how you view yourself is, is the most important. So. Yeah. I mean, even though in the, the, the Coke ad, or whatever that's been going around. I don't right, know if you guys right, have been right. watching that yeah. with the whole like, oh, he spills coke on the internet, and I was like, yeah, okay, that would you would get fired. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, I understand. I, I hate, I hate yeah, that ad. I hate, it, I hate it so much, but I like the message. The message that is that nice. Like, let, let's don't, yeah, throw, let's, don't, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. The message is nice, but the, but the message implies that Coca Cola is, is is magical enough to make people happier. Right. You know, it's like of course, pour a little coke on it, everyone be happy. Like, <laughs> Sniff no. a little coke. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Think anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let, 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 let's get out. Let's get out of here on yes. that. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're, we're, we're definitely gonna um, open things up a little bit. And stop say, trolling me, bro. I will. I'll stop <laughs> immediately. Uh, Alexis, where can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook now at atorres890. You can also find me on our sister network, AfterBuzz TV, on after shows of Castle, Face Off, and The Hundred for the finale this week. Cool. Um, Kilo, can I find you? Yo, peep me out on Instagram and Twitter at AkiliShine, A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E. And where can the folks find you, bro? Uh, Instagram and Twitter at Joe K. Braswell on our sister network, AfterBuzz, on doing The Blacklist and Bates Motel. We did a great interview with uh, Nestor Carbonell and, Ch- and Tracy Speridakos, uh for Bates Motel. You can check that out. It's pretty cool. Uh, we'll see you next week. There it is. From producers Maria Menunos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.